What it do, golf fans? Welcome back to the Turn Darks Golf Podcast. This is Liam. Alongside me is Jack. Jack, we had a we had a week in golf. I mean, that's that's really all there is to it. Uh, if you're a Lee Hodges fan, I guess, then you had the world's greatest week in golf. But outside of him, uh, it was pretty fucking boring, respectfully. Um, again, nothing too eventful. I think a lot of the big names outside of Tony Finau, um, who finished like T7, uh, really, really kind of missed a cut. He had some interesting names at the top of the leaderboard. I saw Aaron Baddeley. I saw Keith Mitchell. Um, somebody else that was CT. No, CT Pan. Was he up Could there? Could be uh, Dylan Wu was up there. Yeah, I don't Dylan remember CT Pan. He might have been a little farther back, but I think I recognized him in the top like 25, and that seems surprising to me. So the point being, it was the um the week of just absolute shot in the dark, random golfers to do it. Um, in terms of well-known guys that missed the cut, Justin Thomas, Cam Young, Sam Bennett, Ryan. Yeah, Fox, and for those Ryan who Fox, followed along. Liam and I, neither one of us won our side bets because everyone missed the cut. Yeah, both both uh, JT and Cam Young ended up both finishing at minus two and missing it like what one or two off the cut line. Um, it's crazy, which is, which is kind of funny. Uh, so neither of us left to pick a guy below sixty five hundred. Although I almost did it today, uh, just unintentionally. So let's uh, let's go. Re- well, first of all, congratulations, Lee Hodges. Nice win. Um, I- yeah. I couldn't tell you. Did he have a win on tour before, or is this his first win? I think this is his first win, but I honestly couldn't tell you. It, you know, it's weird because since the PGA Tour started including like a Barracuda yeah. or a Corrales Punta Cana, there have been mm-hmm. events that fly under the radar like crazy. Um, so, you know, guys like, um, you know, Akshay. If you didn't know who Akshay was and he won, outside of him being a lefty, it's not necessarily a notable win. I love Akshay. That's yeah. not a diss. I follow his career since he was like 12. Yep. But it it was unfortunate. The week after a major is always going to be a little less dramatic, a little less hyped. And the fact that you go into Sunday with like a six shot lead already kind of had that Brian Harmon effect where it's, you know, I don't necessarily need to turn on golf right now. Or I don't, you know, there's baseball on, there's NASCAR, Formula One. There's all these things going on. Yeah. It was hard for me even to turn it on. I mean, I was almost more invested in the, uh, MLB trade deadline at that point on Sunday than the actual golf, which is a really sad statement to say. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get through DraftKings and FanDuel real fast. It was let's not. It was pretty freaking ugly for me. Um, I went four for six on both of them. DraftKings, I ended up winning a little bit of money just because I had um Hideki T30, Steven Yeager T30, Eric Cole T30, and then Bryce Garnett T53. Um, FanDuel, I just missed out on some money. Um, barely again, I had T30, T30, T53, and T64. Um, I didn't even say that Ludwig Auberg finished T64, so he made the cut and then did absolutely nothing. Um, anything notable on your DraftKings or FanDuel, or you want to go straight to bets? Uh, is Jack squat on the bets, Jack's or on the uh, on the lineups? It was unfortunate, you know, yeah. Foxy, Eckrote, Sig, Young, Hadwin missed the cut on my FanDuel. So if you can imagine. How uh, one for six is going to do, it's not pretty. Yeah. Hey, and to be fair, you got the same amount of money I did on my four for six. So yeah, evidently it was a good week to just not worry about it too much. All right, bets. How many bets do you have? Eight, right? Eight is always um, not a great week because a lot of the guys I just mentioned for my DFS yep. were in my bets because I felt confident in them. Uh, Eric Cole, top 40, that was a winner. 
Tom Hoagie, top 40, that was a winner at plus 120. Steven Yeager, top 40, was a winner. Everything else lost, down 2.001 units for the week, whatever it is. So unfortunately, regrettably, only 70.78 units up on 2023. It's just, it's getting embarrassing how low I'm getting at this point. Yeah, you're struggling. Um, I went 0 for 4, which was a really brutal week. Um, I, I had Hideki T20, who made the cut and then didn't, just didn't stay in top 20. Hadwin, who missed it. Um, Bryce Garnett, who I had T40 at plus 300. He was in it for a little while. And Looked good through Friday afternoon. Yeah, and then he ended up finishing T52. Um, and then Ludwig Aberg, who was also T40. Again, another guy who looked decent for top 40 and then just finished T64. Um, so I had three guys make the cut and all had a chance at winning their bets. And I none of them looked even half respectable, uh, which is unfortunate. And and it's, it's not going to happen very often. Um, so I'm kind of okay with it just because I know it's going to be a bit of an anomaly. Um, so I went 0 for 4, lost 4 units. I'm currently 3 units up, uh, which is fine, I guess. Um, obviously, you want to be up more, but hey, we're just kind of trying to cruise along and get to the end of the season. Um, yeah, try, in reality, through. listen, I know this is going to be a very sad statement. I know we're supposed to be a golf pod hyping everything up. This is one of those weeks where I think we want to fast forward uh, uh, you know, a week here. I, I know disrespect to Wyndham Championship, yeah. no disrespect to the sponsors and the players in it. The only reason that I personally would be 100% invested in this is for my bets. And Justin Thomas alone needs to finish solo 18th or better, or he misses the playoffs. Is that in already reality, the stats he got? Yeah, he's got to finish solo 18th. Okay. Solo 18th. Um, Akshay did not qualify unless I think he wins because it's special membership and then two wins makes it a permanent oh. membership. Yeah, that's right. I was going to say, I was like, I thought he needed like a T2 or a T3, but you're right. Yeah, it was uh, super funky. Yeah, um, and then I think last but not least, I think maybe some rider cup points might come into play. Um, shout out one of my favorite players, Stuart Sink, got the uh, last captain's pick um, for the coaching staff. And then Wyndham Clark was also announced earlier today, at least for the USA team. There you go. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Oh, Wyndham Clark. Okay. Um, all right. How'd, you, how'd your winner's picks do? Yeah, we can just go Spread through it. All right. I went over two. Both my guys missed the cut. Uh, so I went over two. Both guys missed cut. <laughs> yeah, there you go. To be to be fair, this is the week to do that. Um, Again, because it's a shitty tournament, respectfully, without a lot of big names. And listen, um, here's the reality of it. Our winners, Cam Young, back-to-back top sevens or top eights. Yep. Seb Straka, back-to-back top tens. I had Adam Hadwin, who statistically the course fits. I mean, we could talk about these all day. Yeah, there are going I, to be I had Ack wrote who fit the mold really well. It just didn't happen. He's uh, so good looking. Um, yeah, true. Uh, all right, wild picks. I had JT top ten or plus two seventy. That was a loss. And I had Tano Goya top forty plus three hundred. Both a loss. Uh, did you have any winners or wild picks? I did. Hey. I did. Cam Young top five. Obviously, did not hit that one. <laughs> a little big Bo Hostler action. Top twenty plus two thirty. That was a wiener. There you go, Bo. You don't know Bo. Um, all right. If he gets I... rid of the visor, he's golden. Oh, dude, it's so ugly. I'm sorry. Um, last but not least, again, we kind of talked about it already. I had Justin Thomas, Jack had Cam Young, both losers. Yeah. All right, are we going to the Wyndham Championship? Thank goodness. Yeah, let's get out of there. Um, all right, this is a par 70 totaling 7,130 yards. Last year's winner was Tom Kim. Um, if you remember right, this was like peak Tom Kim in terms of guy couldn't miss a, a thing. Had a reason to watch. What? 
had a reason to watch. That was like the storyline going into it. There's no storyline going into this one. Yeah, you're right. There isn't. There's really just nothing that stands out in terms of the, in terms of this here. Um, one of the interesting things to think about again, Tom Kim is kind of kind of solidifies what this course is all about. Um, you don't need power off the tee. It doesn't really help a ton here at Sedgefield. Um, it's nice if you have it and it works out for you, but it's not needed. I guess I should say. Um, there are plenty of short par fours where players could often club down and not use driver off the tee. Um, you'll see hybrids and things like that. Maybe, maybe driving irons even. Um, this course has had a mirage of winners from Tom Kim and Webb Simpson to Jim Herman and Arjun Atwell. Atwell. Yeah, he's a live guy right now. Yeah, exactly. Well, the fact that I had to question myself on his name should tell you a lot. Um, oh, he's awesome. I love his swing. I, I love his swing, but I again, you're going to go walk up to a random golf fan and be like, hey, what do you think about Arjun Atwal? And they'll be like, I got nothing. Um, so I would not rely too heavily on the top names to win this tournament, as it often is referred to as a putting contest, and guys way down in the rankings could easily win here. I mean, getting a guy at a 50 to 1 odds, 100 to 1 odds, not going to surprise anybody if this if you have a couple one dollar free bets in your draft or your sports books accounts just fire on some guys there's it's not a major where you look at all these 25 year statistics like augusta where you take a look at all this you know one thing about tom kim he's not getting eight shots on the putting green but if you take a look at his approach play he's definitely getting six or eight shots in a given week yeah, and that was kind of the uh, the thing with Tom Kim last year. Tom Kim really won this course last year with his approach play. Uh, Webb Simpson has often played this course extremely well because of his putting. Um, Jim Herman won it in just a fluky year where the guy's putter was lights out. And in all honesty, the uh, the Arjun Outwall stats didn't really give me a lot of good information to tell me how exactly he won it. Just know that was about 12 years ago at this point. Um, all right. Are we going to get right into the uh, fantasy lineups? Yeah. Um, I think we'll go over to DraftKings. Um, four guys in the 10K. One guy stands out to me as the biggest question mark I I probably have ever seen in pricing on DFS. I'm curious. Sung JM. Ooh. Most expensive guy. Yeah. It's a little, uh, it's a little wild. He did finish T2 here last year. Um, so those statistics do make a little bit of sense if you want to ride the history here. Um, but he is not the same golfer that he probably was last year. Um, again, I think in this kind of a weak field, he could find it. I, I don't hate going that route. And if you kind of want to hop along early and try and see if there's anything, he's the kind of guy that I don't blame you on. it. But mm. I recommend that if he misses this week, you avoid him until the Masters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, I think I texted you about this when I saw it. I'm like, the next two events I'll bet this guy on if he messes the cut is Zozo and Augusta. Yep. Zozo, you know, he does tremendous there. Did he win last year? I'm blanking. Another top three or top five. He was, up, he was up there. Yeah, a couple of years. He might have won the year after Tiger won it. Um, Makes sense. But here's the thing. You can't go as, I, I don't even know what his world ranking is anymore. Probably still in the top 30. Yeah. But it's, you can't it's, go. 135th miscut, 73rd miscut, 41 barely make the cut, 108 top 30, top 30 missed cut, top 20 missed cut at the 3M open. I just, for the most expensive guy in a DFS play, the only reason you can get away with this, in my opinion, 
is if he you take a flyer on some random guys at below and they all hit. That's the only way I think you can get away with him because Hideki Matsuyama, like you said last week, 13th at the Open, 13th at the Travelers, top 35 at US Open. He's going on a tear outside the Rocket Mortgage. He yep. just seems like such the safe play. Which is funny because imagine saying Hideki Matsuyama is the safe play in like February and March. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hey, uh, breaking news on the golf injury report list. Hideki Matsuyama getting 16 surgeries this offseason. Yeah, yeah, come on. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so Sung J.M., I just looked, is still 27th in the world in the rankings. Ooh. I know. Um, he's sneaking up on that T30. I think it, uh, you got to think about it. If he stays in that top 30, he stays going into the uh, championship, tour championship. So could kind be a little... It's not necessarily about world rankings. It's about the FedEx Cup point list, unless that's what you're referring to. That's what I was looking at. Sorry. Yeah, oh. he's still 27 there. Um, but hey, that could that could give him some good motivation this week. I agree. I think Hideki's the best guy to go to. Um, he's gained over four strokes on approach uh, for the week. And again, he opened last week with a 64. I don't really want that to go unnoticed. You know, Hideki kind of came out firing last week, and I, I kind of hope it continues to happen. Again, Jax also said that he's made 10 of his last 11 cuts. Yeah, don't mind me pulling up the odds for him, top 20, first round, uh, <laughs> real quick while you keep talking about him. Yeah, exactly. Um, So I think I'm going to be honest. I think Hideki's my my top guy when it comes to a guy in this range. Um, Russell Henley, he's kind of a course fit more than anything else. Uh, his iron play is always known for being some of the best iron iron play on tour. No, no, I love that. I was taking a look at the odds for Hideki Matsuyama. Don't mind me; I'd probably be mentioning that in a couple minutes here. <laughs> gotcha. I think Russell Henley, though, quiet. Like I said about Shane Lowry before he started to slip a little bit. Yeah, having a super quiet hot streak. You take a look at outside of the Open, which. Yeah. That's I don't think I've ever seen Russell Henley do good in a British style. I'm sure he has, maybe a few and far between. He was killing it for a long, long time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, I think he's probably second or third on my list, depending on how you want to rank it. And then there's Sam Burns at 10,000. Um, if you feel like playing with fire, go wild on Sam Burns. That's all I'll say. Last name really fits how I feel about using him in DFS. He will burn you four out of five times yeah yeah yeah. and here's the thing about um sam burns it's just like it's about as accurate as a coin flip yeah. you can pretty much flip it if it lands heads you're probably getting the top 15 if it lands tails you're getting away from 75th to 105th there's no in between yeah so i think in terms of my rankings i would go hideki henley in burns in, in a safe world outside of play, I think Hideki, Henley, M, and Burns is the safe route. Yeah. I think M probably has the best course fit in terms of what his peak game might bring. But I we agree. haven't seen peak game from M since arguably May. I think you could flop M and Henley if you want to make, if you wanted to be a little different. I wouldn't blame you if you did that. Um, but I, I agree. I think it's kind of that 50, 50, I, yeah. as weird as it sounds, Henley's always felt volatile to me. He might be the safer play between him and him this week, which is a weird thought. If M was about, it's only for DFS play about $1,200 cheaper. I would make the case that you can get to M this week. Yeah. I think the most expensive guy, 200 more than Hideki, who has like a, what, 11 top thirties this year already. Yeah. I, I just, I can't personally advocate for that as being a number one or number two option. I think if you had him at like 10,100, I'd, I'd get to him. 
even more, I guess I should say. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's my thought on it. But all right, I'm 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 happy with that. You got any other thoughts? No, I was just going to say, I think I would put him below the first guy in the 9K range, um, and then I'm comfortable putting it that. Okay, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Um, speaking of that 9K range, we have Adam Scott, 9,700, all the way down to Siwoo, shaking that ass Kim at 9,000. Uh, there's, there's some hitters on this 9k range. I mean, it's, it's an interesting group. You got a lot of volatility based on how guys kind of play. Um, again, you mentioned it. I think Adam Scott makes a lot of sense. I think you could put Adam Scott in that 10k range. Nobody would really question it. Um, Adam Scott does have a random, like disappearing act every once in a while. And let me be clear. Cause you're going to look at it and you're like, well, leave you went 15 or 17 so far this year making his cuts. You're right. But the amount of times he's finished like between 50th and the cut line is really high. And I, I can't take those in the back of my mind and be like, you know, that's a good win there by Adam Scott when he's like the sixth highest priced guy in the field. Like you kind of have to take take that into account a little bit more. Yeah, um, that's actually a really good point. I never thought about it looking at the stats. Like you said, Genesis players, he's anywhere between that 65th to 71st. Yeah, yeah, I mean, um, you know, you're 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 making it stricter than I was. I was thinking like T55 and up. Yeah, so it, it 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 starts to get a little more interesting. All of a sudden, you're like, wow, that's like five or so cuts he's made, where he's like the last guy that ended up being being in. Um, so it makes it interesting. Again, I don't blame you because again, he'll probably make the cut here, but is he going to flash the pan and win? It's the risky play. Um, Ludwig Aberg, I think I've I've kind of cooled off on that a little bit just because of the not i guess recent struggles if you want to call it i mean he did just finish t fourth at the john deere what like four weeks ago um but he missed the cut at the genesis he barely made the cut well he shot 64 in round two at the 3m open and then shot one over and even um so he just kind of like didn't keep going and the travelers is kind of similar to the 3m open in the sense that you got to get to 15 or 20 under to to go win the thing so if you're only getting to six or seven under like ludwig is then all of a sudden you're not you know you're not in it um, I like JT this week. JT Poston, he's been quiet, quietly playing well the last. Did couple you of just weeks. call JT Poston? I know it's his name. Is he the new JT? Yeah, JT Poston potentially better than the other JT. Um, so he does have three top tens in his last four finishes. Again, since the John Deere T six T six T forty one at the Open, you know, take it with a grain of salt because again, totally different course. T2 last week at 3M. Um, I, d- I don't hate going back to JT. Again, I understand that it is the uh, – it's a little risky. Uh, we'll, we'll mention the other JT. He is cheaper than him this week. Uh, 9,100, Justin Thomas, who – Hold on. I got to pause you. Could you imagine when we did our pre-year episode, we'd be saying by the time Wyndham comes around, JT Poston – will be more expensive than JT or Justin Thomas, JT. Dude, would Ludwig Auburn be more expensive than Justin Thomas too? I was in college by winter of last year. Still. I was thinking finals when we were talking. Exactly. I'm like, last year he's trying to figure out the accounting classes. This year he's a higher price than Justin Thomas. Like, that's brutal. Um, No, Justin Thomas, again, it's, it, it's the same speech I'll give you last week. It's gonna be the riskiest play of your of your entire week if you have him anywhere, and that's including Sung J M being the that most expensive in, guy. That is including Sung J M. Um, it might work for you, it might not. But in all honesty, it's good luck with your Russian roulette, and I wish you wish you the best of luck. Like I wish you the best. That's that's all I can basically say. 
Um, I see Wu Kim elite with his irons, and former I don't, winner. don't hate going to him this week if you want him to do it. Yeah, see Wu former winner here. I think he's not necessarily informed at the moment. He missed cut over a hundredth place in his last two finishes. Yeah. Before then, he was really playing pretty, really good. I think Adam Scott is probably the safest play by far out of anyone. Yep. I think he looks good. Shane Lowry, prior to going to Scotland, I mean, even the Scottish Open, he was tremendous, playing otherworldly, and I think he's going a little bit over um, overlooked this week, so I think he can definitely be a play in a lot of lineups. Ludwig, I think it's obviously he's not a sophomore, but I think the sophomore slump is coming yep. with that initial rush. Everything was going well for him, and he had his first hiccup, and he didn't necessarily know how to deal with that How instead of college tournament. I mean, this is the pros we're talking about. Making a cut in the PGA Tour, still a heck of an accomplishment, so I'm not dogging on him there. But for 9300 I want to see one more at that price point. Obviously, I know it's inflated because of field. Post, I like. I mean, if you took away the name and you put up you know, the last 10 finishes of a guy and you saw three top 10s or yep. three top sixes, I love it. Justin Thomas, my fear about Justin Thomas is this. Take away all of that bad play aside. Knowing that you have to finish solo 18th or better to get into the FedEx Cup playoff, you are going to make some of the worst, riskiest decisions in the history of golf to try and just make the cut line. It's in your head. You know what you have to finish. And don't get me wrong. He finished 69-71 on a given week. That's going to make the cut 8 out of 10 times, 9 out of 10 times. So he's missing the cut with fine numbers. But at the Open, he started with an 82. Rocket Mortgage, he started with a 76. U.S. Open, he had an 81. There's cracks in his game. It's it's scary, and I I just can't do it. I love yeah. Justin Thomas. I apologize. Um, I think if I'm going to go top two, it's Scott and Lowry, though, to answer your next question. Yeah, give me a, give me a third guy. Third guy? Um, I probably want to see Siwoo. I think you can make the case for JT or Ludwig, okay. but I just think JT played really well. JDC, 3M Open, obviously two weaker fields. Uh, great success at the Genesis, but I would like to see in more of a, a last-ditch effort, kind of a point grab, maybe get one more round, but that's no disrespect to him. Um, no, I respect, I respect that list in terms, in terms of options. I think my top three in that order is going to be, uh, Adam Scott, Siwoo Kim, JT Poston. Um, Ooh, nothing, no Shane Lowry, no, no Shane Lowry. Um, just based on, I just, just a weird, a weird set of finishes for him. I don't know if this is necessarily his like ideal course. Um, I don't, it just doesn't scream like the perfect JT, you know, or not. JT, uh, the perfect Shane Lowry course for me. I think he's going to be fine this week. Again, he's probably fourth. Oh, yeah, I see what you said. I thought you were about to say fourth place, bad week. Yeah, bad week, fourth place. No, no, fourth, fourth on this list no. of guys. If you sat there and you're like, Liam, I don't know about JT posting, and you wanted to throw in Shane Lowry, I wouldn't be like, ah, that sucks. That's awful. I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, that's fair. It's- Listen, if you're going to make a shot in the dark week, just do it this one. It's no disrespect to Wyndham, like I said, no disrespect yep. to everything. We're a couple weeks after a major in a tournament before the FedEx Cup playoffs. Have fun. Do stuff you wouldn't do this week. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. 8K range. We're starting up top with arguably one of my favorite golfers of the week, Steven Yeager, all the way down to 8,000 with Adam Hadwin. Yep. I think Steven Yeager, I think you and I have talked about him a combined probably seven weeks in a row. 
Yep. Um, he's been on a tear, maybe not tear as in in competition for winning tournaments, but for DFS and for betting plays, he's made a heck of a lot of cuts, especially at the price points where we're looking at. Obviously, he's 8,900 here, but the last six, seven weeks, you subtract a thousand off that. He's been on our radar for a long time. Yep. I think he's going to be a huge play this week. I personally don't understand why Cam Davis is this high. In the last like two months of golf, he's had as many top 100 finish or bottom 100 finishes than he has top 40 finishes. Doesn't make sense to me. Maybe a little bit risky of a play. Cam, Cam Davis is the kind of guy where like every couple of weeks they're like, oh, well, this could be a Cam Davis course. So let me go boost his price point real fast. And at that point, I'm like, yeah, it's not worth it for me. Um, Steven Yeager, he's made 14 of his last 15 cuts. Um, so he's about as consistent as it gets. So it's really funny. He's like $300 cheaper than Justin Thomas and he's the complete opposite in terms of finish styles right now. It's the name. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, I think Danny McCarthy could be interesting this week, just because again, it, this could be a potential putting contest. Um, and if it is, why not stick with one of the best putters on tour? Um, uh, so I don't hate that. If you want to stick with him at 8,700, he could be a sneaky winner's pick as well. If you wanted to, you know, you wanted to go that route. Um, I think any of these guys starting 8,900 and below, if you want to start getting the winner's picks, total, totally respectable in terms of Shout price out Aaron Rye. Yeah, Aaron Rye's down there He's as well. He's coming. Um, in all honesty, the bottom of this 8K range is very similar for me than the top of the 7K range. I'm kind of just avoiding them. But these yeah, first it's a shame, two or three names. Um, yeah, it's a shame that Keith Mitchell withdrew yeah. after that fifth-place finish. I thought he was for sure going to come in here, get a, a couple more points for FedEx Cup. Maybe even for Ryder Cup, I don't think he'll get picked as much as I want to see Keith Mitchell. I love Keith Mitchell. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's got that stature right now, especially with a couple of top or bottom 100 finishes. But I think he was primed and ready to go. Maybe he's just saving himself. I think this might be another week, though, for Bo Hostler. Yes, okay. I know. He has a pattern. Three great finishes. One, I think I'm going to switch to left-handed. We've seen it. It's happened 100 times in a row. But I think this would be a really good week for him. You know, he's got the long ball. He gets it in the fairway. And I think if that little longhorn putter can get started, I think a top 40 finish isn't out of the question. Um, but I'm with you. Maybe maybe you can get to a Chris Kirk. He's safe play, you know, 20, top 25 finishes, and then an 80. Alex Smalley, you know, runner-up at John Deere, almost dead last in Scottish Open, not necessarily a course. And Taylor Moore, who we said his name as many times as we could say Rory McIlroy's name, has slipped a little bit outside the Rocket Mortgage since May, April. Yeah. yeah, he's missed five of his last six cuts, and the other one was a random top four in the middle of, in the middle there during the Rocket Mortgage. Um, even then, prior to missing the cut, he finished T seventy two at PGA. Um, so pretty much since the middle of May, um, he's not been the same golfer. So I'm very comfortable just kind of fading that and waiting to see uh, Taylor Moore come back into his form from the beginning of the year. Yeah, Adam um, had him tackled me, and I know you like last week, like the security guard at the uh, Canadian Open. So I'm fading him this week. Yeah, we'll we'll fade Hadwin. Um, so it sounds like both of us kind of like Jaeger, McCarthy, um, and then you're a bit of a Bo Hostler and Aaron Rye guy. Ten four. Sweet. All right, seven K range. We're starting off Gary Woodland and Patrick Rogers, all the way down to oh boy, uh. Stewart Sink at seven. Let's go, Stu. No, Sweet. in reality, I think this might be a really good Gary Woodland week. I know last week, I know last week he finished, I think, fourth to last. Yeah. I know it. I know it. 
but he was on a really good tear since the PGA championship finishing inside the top 55 ever since then. I know what you're thinking. That's not, you know, a top 20 guarantee every single week at 7,900, anything below eight. I think as long as you finish inside the cut for DFS, that's a win. I think his putting like it was at the U S open a couple of years ago was tremendous. I think we could really see that Eric Cole, Thomas Dietrich, two other guys that have been proven to really fit well in the model. One guy that I want to point out that I'm very, very wary of this week is Akshay. I am very wary of him. A lot of guys, when they're very, very young, and I I thought him taking a week off after he won Barracuda was super smart. But I think this week he is one. He's got the confidence of a, you know, silverback gorilla. But I think now he's putting pressure on himself like I would. I know I would. Now we need to go out and win because no offense to Barracuda, that's not the one A tournament of that week. Yep. So I think now he's putting himself in a position, weights on the back. I got my PGA Tour win, but I want to get a real PGA Tour win on my back, in my bag, and put that trophy on my case. I I personally might, if the odds come out, might do him as a miscut. Best. It, yeah, I mean it's it's an interesting play for sure. Um, I'll say a couple names kind of up, up top here that I think could be interesting. Um, Vincent Norman is a guy that I think we've talked about a combined twice all season. Um, don't forget he did win the Barbasol kind of like an Akshay. Um, he finished T50th last week with a 74. So again, he, he he's playing all right. I mean, T24 Rocket Mortgage, one Barbasol, T25 Barracuda, and then again, T, a T50 with a two over on a birdie fest course could be a lot worse. Um, I love the Eric Cole and the Thomas Dietrich picks. Um, I think they could both also be good winners options if you wanted to go on a, on a sneaky route like that. Um, same thing with JJ Spawn, just out of the fact that this is a kind of a JJ Spawn type of deal where all of a sudden he's going to come out and play well on a random course that just doesn't make a ton of sense and it's all sporadic. But again, last three weeks, T33, T10, T37. So these are the kind of guys where you have to look through and you're like, okay, like maybe this could be the one that makes sense. Um, last guy I'll mention in this range again, there's a few options. Um, Adam Svensson is another guy that I think could also be interesting. He's got really good iron play. Um, same kind of style last three, last three uh, events, T40, T21, T37. So super interesting, just in terms of guys that are kind of molding into form to end their seasons. Um, a lot of these guys are really just kind of fighting for better status for these fall swings at this point, or depending on who they are, they might be fighting for top 70, but again, I not, not really. You're few and far between down here at this point. Yeah. I think the last couple guys that I'll mention, number one is Bez because okay. it is a putter fest. Yes. Yep. He's struggled a little bit. A lot of the struggles have been position wise. If you take a look at the stats, it's a lot of scrambling. His scrambling numbers have been dramatically high the last couple of weeks. Yep. You take a look at a guy, Davis Riley, couple top 40 finishes in the last couple of weeks. He's a sneaky guy. I mean, at this point last year, he was $2,500 more expensive than this. So you can take a flyer there. KH Lee is someone I'd avoid like the plague the last yep. couple of weeks. He's literally looked like one of the worst golfers ever. Um, but two guys at the bottom of the barrel, literally the last two guys in 7K. One is Chad Ramey. He looks like Taylor made Strati. Um, three home open, 53, Barracuda, 17, Barbasol, 44, 42 at the JDC, 17th at Rocket Mortgage, Travelers, 38th. You take a look at that 16 for 30 on the cut line. 10 out of the last 14 of those have basically been since January to April. So a lot of his missed cuts are at the beginning of the season where not a lot of people even really care about up until the major season starts. For 7K, 
I think it's worth a flyer. And then Stuart Sink, he has been playing, honestly, really, really good comparatively at 7K to some other guys. Yeah. You know, 37 at the 3M, 23 at the Open, 7 in the Champions Tour, made the cut at the um, Memorial. You know, there's he, he just has to make the cut. And he was nominated as the PGA um, Ryder, or USA Ryder Cup captain. So he's probably got some momentum. He's probably happy, you know. Wife's on the bag and wife's on the driver shaft, if you know what I mean. There you go. Um, all right. Into the 6K range we go. Um, again, oh this is this is a weak field. I will mention some of the names that I usually end up kind of looking at. Um, Tano Goya, 6,300. Um, you're going to look at it and be like, well, he missed the cut last week, the 3M Open. He missed it on the number. He shot four under, you know, 71-68. wasn't like he played awful. Um and then the previous three weeks prior to that, he had made cuts and finished T26, T40, T55. So it's not an awful choice, especially if you're trying to get a lot of the guys at the top. Um, another guy I'll mention, Ryan Armour. Um, he's a driving accuracy guy, which, again, is not entirely like the highest volume play of the week. Um, but it is very beneficial to have in the sense that one of the comp courses to this course is RBC Heritage. So if you wanted to go down that route, you could do that. Um, you'll look at him as well. Again, 71-68 last week, the 3M Open, missed the cut on the number. Prior to that, did finish T16 at Barbasol. Um, so he's he's slowly kind of looping back into form. You're trying to get him early at 6,300. Uh, last guy I'll mention, just because, again, I'm I'm trying to not try too hard to get too many of these guys. Uh, Zach Johnson still. I'm still riding the train. Cap. Uh, yeah, the cap, Exactly. Um, so the last four, last four starts, he's got T29, T70, T35, T55. Again, you're not writing that down in the record books in terms of finishes, <laughs> but if you can get a guy at 6,600 to just make the cut and look respectable, and then you got five other guys with good money to play around with, it's really all you can do. I mean, I, I'll save you your guy. I hope you get to him at, at 6,600. Aaron Baddeley? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Number I, one. I, I wanted him, but I was like, I'm going to save him for Jack. Number one choice, we've talked about him as much as I can physically talk about a golfer in every podcast, because no matter if it's Augusta National or Wyndham, he's 65 to 7,000 every single week. He's yep. 14 for 21 on cuts. And guess what? You take a look at his numbers. He's only missed like four cuts in the last four months of golf. So like Chad Rainey, a lot of those cuts have been at the beginning of the year. I know he's had some hiccups. It's just kind of, or he's missing it on the number. Are we going to talk about how he finished T7 last week and he might be the first person ever to have his price go down after finishing top 10? Yeah, I don't – I. it's amazing. I don't <laughs> get it. Wild. And guess what? They showed one shot of his. You know, yeah. it's it was such a shame. I, he's not necessarily the most exciting golfer, but for us DFS degenerates, 6,700, I love him. He's, again, 70% of the time making a cut and in a weaker field that probably number is higher. Yep. Harry Hall, sixty seven hundred as well. I like some... I like them, but in, until you look at his finishes, um, yeah. he's been playing kind of awful. Um, but if you are truly relying on the solely like I want good putter strategy, he's about as good as it gets outside of what Bez and and McCarthy probably. Yeah, I mean, you basically just took all the words out of my mouth. So exactly what you said, I was going to say. Um, Grayson Sig bit me in the rear end the last couple of weeks, but. You take a look prior to his missed cuts at 3M, which I think was second to last. Barracuda missed the cut on the number, but a string of made cuts um, prior to that, that's a good sign. Um, you take a look at a guy like Dylan Wu. Yeah, he finished nice. fifth at the 3M Open. 
uh, two hiccups back to back, but he's got volatility. But again, we're in the 6K range of a mediocre PGA Tour event. Yeah, you're down here in volatility. Sam Bennett, I am sorry. I am sorry. I am doing the old school make a paper boat. I'm going to light the wick on fire. I'm going to push you down the river until I see a missed or a made cut. Yeah, the- I'm in. I'm in the boat now with you, Sam Bennett. Um, I'm just kind of hanging out until I see something different to prove me wrong. Um, but yeah, I'm in the same. Th- I'm in the same rule. All right, I think we got a nice little grouping of six K guys in there. Um, do you want to get started with your DraftKings lineup? Yeah, and the last thing I will say right before we jump into it, Brandon Matthews has been statistically one of the worst golfers in the last decade. I guess the last couple weeks he's gained strokes everywhere on the course and is still missing the cut so if you want a definition of a flyer you might jump down the 6k brandon matthews all right i think it's about time we jump right into the lineup so i'll start with my DraftKings really quickly honestly i went pretty basic i went kind of safe and i'm totally okay with it hideki matsuyama at top 10,600. i went adam scott 9700 steven yeager 8900 chad ramey and Stuart sake both 7k and then Aaron Baddeley made cut 6,700. There you go. Nicely done. Yeah, I liked a lot of those names. Um, a few of them we have carryover on. Uh, my DraftKings lineup from starting off, Hideki Matsuyama, 10,600. Steven Yeager, 8,900. Danny McCarthy, 8,700. Thomas Dietrich, 7,600. Adam Svensson, 7,500. And Zach Johnson at 6,600. Well, if you like my DraftKings, get ready for my FanDuel. Hideki okay. Matsuyama at top 12,000. Adam Scott, 10,900. I did go Ludwig Auberg at 10,800. I'm taking a little bit of a flyer. He's proven a couple 64s. He's proven he can go deep. Um, we got Steven Yeager, 10K. Stuart Sink at 8,200. And then Chad Ramey at 8,100. There you go. Um, yeah, I mean, my my FanDuel lineup is also similar to my DraftKings. I think that's going to be pretty popular amongst a lot of people this week. Um, starting Hideki Matsuyama at 12,000. Second, give me Sung J M, 11,900. Third, give me Steven Yeager at 10,000. Fourth, give me Thomas Dietrich, 9,400. Fifth, give me Eric Cole at 9,200. And sixth, give me Zach Johnson at 7,400. Again, I'm taking the chance on Sung J this week. I just, and you know what? I got him in one of those two lineups. So even if he struggles, then I hope that DraftKings carries me all the way to the victory. I love it. You know, I'm looking at our notes right now, and you actually have more bets than me, so I think you should take the lead. Yeah. Um, you know, when you go 0 for 4 and you kind of come into a bit of a cold streak with bets. Reality check. Uh, you know, you kind of sit back and you're like, all right, Liam, I need to to take a breather. Um, I'm going to stick with two bets this week. Uh, one that I'm extremely confident on, the other that I'm pretty favorable on, and I'm, and I'm comfortable with at the number. Um, I've got Hideki Matsuyama top 20 at plus 120. And I've got Steven Yeager, top 20, at plus 200. I can't fight you in either of those. Yeah, I was happy with it. Um, and in all honesty, I kind of looked around, and I was like, there's nothing else that is sticking out for me that I that I really want to bet. Um, and again, we have plenty of golf the next two, three weeks with the, with the championships kind of coming around, especially with the FedEx Cup. So I am more than happy to put more money on, you know, Rory or Scotty or one of those guys as opposed to a, you know, Oh yeah, I think that's Gary Woodland's gonna finish top twenty this week. Like, no, that's a lot riskier for bet. So, hey, just, hey, hey, don't you dare disrespect my Gary Woodland. I, sorry, Gary. So, all right, what's your eight looking like? What do we got? Trust me, 
I wanted to take two bets the same as you, but I did make a, a promise to everybody that I do eight weeks here out except for Augusta. Number one, I followed Steven Yeager. I did top 40 at minus 120. I want the safer bet. I just want to see some green going into the FedEx Cup playoffs. Eric Cole, top 40, plus 115. Kind of surprised it was a plus, but I'll take it. Yeah. Hideki, top 30, minus 134. I'd feel safe going to the top 20 at minus, or plus 120. But I think it's close enough to where I'm still maximizing everything. Uh, Russell Henley, top 30, minus 120. A little bit risky. Adam Scott, top 40 with minus 120. Like you said, is it's probably going to be a sweat coming in right around between that 40 and 50, but we'll take it. Yeah. Danny McCarthy, top 40, minus 138. Aaron Rye, top 40, minus 120. And then Big Bo, Bo Hostler, top 40, plus 115. Yeah, I mean, again, the, the odds are interesting. Uh, you know, I could have potentially gone some of those routes, but I just didn't have the uh, the strong feeling of taking too many chances on my my lower unit total. And Jack being up 70 units gives him a little more flexibility to uh, to pull the trigger on those. All right, are we going to wildcard picks or are we going to winners? Let's go wild cards because uh, I actually have three this week. There you go. Oh, I see. I see. Go for it. You first. Well, number one, because I don't want you to disrespect my guy, Gary Woodland. That's a major champion right there. Gary Woodland, top 20, plus 320. I think that if he continues to put that butter cut in play, he has a chance to hit that number. It's going to be close. I don't think he's gotten like third place or anything. Well, maybe he will, but yeah. it's going to be close. Next is uh, Chad Ramey, top 20, plus 475. You take a look at the stats. I mean, this isn't, you know, Augusta National. This isn't a British Open field. It's a little bit lesser. I think it'll probably be close to that number. And then uh, Hideki Matsuyama, top 20 in round ones, plus 225. I took a look. He's got a couple pairs of 64s in the first round. I think he's got a really good shot this week. This is going to be a really good confidence week for Hideki. So I'd like to see um, one go green at the start of Thursday or the end of Thursday. I'm going 0.33 units on uh, everything, and then Hideki 0.34. There you go. Uh, my wild card picks, again, these are more so to almost keep an eye on these guys than anything else, and that's kind of the way I like my wild card picks to lay out. Uh, Jack is Jack is got wide I just wide saw the second eye. one. Just saw the second one. Yeah, I am. Again, this is just to keep an eye on these guys. Uh, so I got Akshay Bhatia top 20 at plus 300. And I have Sam Bennett top 20 at plus 450. I understand that those are, are not very likely. That is why they are wild card picks. That is why they are not in my normal bets. Uh, but again, both of these guys have had success the last two, three months. So I just kind of want to see where it is this time. And again, uh, Jack throws on, you know, a third of a unit. I'm going to probably throw on like a tenth a dollar. Of the, yeah, like a <laughs> dollar on each of these guys and just kind of see, you know, what where everything flies i'm not going heavy on these but that's why they're wild cards all right winner's picks yeah mine is um i took a hitter i've only used him once this year so yeah. he falls into my three ball i want hideki take a look at everything he's probably i mean listen we've had like three or four or five weeks in a row where yep. guys like outside the top 50 of the world rankings have had wins this is about time that one guy in the top 20 goes ahead and snags one. Obviously, Brian Harmon's in there now, but I want to see my man Hideki go through. He's the Japanese goat. Um, and then I want Gary Woodland. I mean, do I, do I think that he's got the best shot at winning? Not necessarily, but there's also not a case I can make for a lot of other guys. I mean, honestly, I, I might just throw like Justin Thomas in there just to say I've used him this year. 
Yeah. But I think Gary Woodland, if he can put that butter cut in play, he's scary. Yeah. Um, I don't hate the Hideki play. If I didn't already have him, he probably would have been in my lineup here. Exactly. Um, so that makes tons of sense. I I took two guys, I think, that are a little higher up that probably have the top five on my list likelihoods to win from the top of the lineups. Um, I've got Russell Henley and I've got JT Poston. The real JT. The real JT, exactly. Um, so I think those guys are outside of maybe Hideki and Adam Scott are probably the the best likelihoods in terms of winners, um, at least from the tops of the lineups. So those are my uh, those are my winners. Yeah, I think I mean all in all, we picked probably four guys that are as popular as can be yeah. in this field. I mean, we're pretty much going to be um, watching it, and I'd be really dismissed with myself if I didn't give you guys the tiger effect of the episode before we jump off here for the rest of the year and over a 10 year stretch between 1999 and 2009, tiger woods finished top three in 53% of his starts. That is true. I'm not frozen. I'm just in shock. Yeah, that's truly disgusting. Um, all right. Well, there's, there's your tiger stat of the year. Um, Jack's going to have to pause now all the way until next year's Wyndham championship to talk about tiger again, unless he's in the field. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, he's he's coming. <laughs> I think he plays probably the hero and the PNC father son. Yeah, comes back for you know some random event. Maybe the Zozo. Char- Char- the Charlie Zozo. will push him into the father son for sure. He's gonna bust his dad's balls to make sure yeah. he plays the father son. Oh, for sure, and they'll play his own event. Hero, you know, yeah. enough Tiger yeah. talk. All right, we'll leave you to it. Again, this is a this is a tough week. Uh, just try and get through it. We start the FedEx Cup playoffs next week. So go out there, try and win a little bit of money. Don't be afraid to, you know, take an extra unit off this week. This is probably the week to do it. Uh, But let's go out there and let's do it. Have a good one, everyone. Deuces. Deuces.